0: Welcome back to the ABGC Storycast! This is episode 3, titled Ready or Not. We resume the story in the ABGC Commons area, where the alarm is sounding and Terra's telepathy is visualizing Kit on the upgrade lab floor. Tara says to everyone in the room, Kit is down. Rico responds, Tara, why didn't you help him? Tara answers, He wouldn't let me buffer anything until it was way too late. I'm sure he was trying to be a tough guy. You know how he looks up to you, Rico. Rico retorts, I didn't ask to be his role model. Tara responds, Well, it's not like he has a lot of choices. Rico barks back. We don't have time for this. We've got to suit up. They all begin running into the hallway, and the door closes behind them. Scene. Hallway. The long hallway of the station is lit up by the red lights from the alarm dancing along the metal floor, walls, and ceiling. The sections of the hallway are all similar, with various access panels appearing every so often, pipes along the floor, and conduit mounted within the ceiling. All four members continue running through the hallway while those disorienting red waves of light keep sweeping across their fur and reflecting off of the various metallic bits each member exhibits. Tara says, What about Kit? Rico answers sharply, Well, it's not like he's going anywhere. Tara snaps back, RICO! Rico is the first to reach the doorway on the right and hits the button to open the door. Scene. Locker Room. The door opens, giving way to a large room with benches running down the center of its length. All four walls have sections of lockers along much of their perimeter. Between the lockers and benches, there are six large, circle-shaped hatches on the floor, three on each side of the benches. There is also a small corridor immediately to the left, leading to a shower area. Rico enters the locker room first. Immediately on his right is a large red button, which Rico slaps with his paw. The alarm stops, the flashing red light turns off, and all the floor hatches light up, with each hatch displaying a number on it, 1 through 6. Each team member sits down on a bench and begins to take their boots off in an urgent fashion. The fur on Jouse and Romer's overly large footpaws poofs out significantly at first exposure, demonstrating the boots are not nearly as big as they perhaps should be. Both bears feel the need to give their toes an extra wiggle as they set their boots beside them on the bench. Rico's boots are already off and neatly aligned perpendicular to the bench. Tara's second boot comes off and gets tossed on the bench haphazardly, landing somewhat flat and on top of the first boot. Rico masterfully takes off his uniform and folds it perfectly on the bench next to his boots. Tara takes her uniform off with less grace and wads it up into a ball next to her boots. Jouse and Romer are struggling to get their uniforms off. It seems to be getting hung up on the large equipment boxes on their backs. Rico and Terra stand up and walk their boots and uniform to a locker back towards the doorway from which they entered. They turn around and each make their way over to a floor hatch. Rico to the number two hatch and Terra to number three. Once they stand on the hatches with both feet, the hatches turn orange and begin to scan their feet paws with a green line of light. A confirmation beep is heard, and both Rico and Terra stand up straight, curling their tails flat against the small of their back. The walls begin to move. Two sections of the lockers stretch out in front of and behind Rico, and another two for Terra. The wall sections have cavities within them, exactly the size and shape of Rico and Terra, respectively. The wall sections close in, sandwiching around their bodies. A series of heavy machine sounds can be heard, along with some whirring and clicking The walls spread apart, then retract backwards, becoming flush with the rest of the lockers once again. Rico and Terra both are now encased in an armored spacesuit. The suits are mostly white, with gray panels over the chest, elbows, shoulders, knees, and shins. The significant curves and features of the suit are outlined in bands of light. Their helmets are asymmetrical. The left half covers their nose and face, leaving just their eyes to see through the visor area, while the right half is an open visor almost down to the neckline, granting them downward view. Below them, the hatch is open, and both Rico and Terra disappear into the floor. Scene. Elevators. Terra and Rico are encased in single-person pods. The pods are shaped like capsules and are mostly transparent, except for the top and bottom of the structure. The pods are traveling quickly through transparent tubes, which wrap around and go through the interior and exterior hull of the station. The shafts are solid with emergency lights in certain sections, and transparent in others, especially when outside the station. Tara and Rico both experience moments of weightlessness as the pods zip in, out, and around the station's shape. After a few moments, Rico and Tara's pods slow down to a stop. Scene. Hangar Bay. The Hangar Bay is a massive and busy place. Primarily, the hangar's wide open volume of space is dedicated to a huge runway for spacecraft which enter and leave through the giant launch doors at the far end of the runway. Several six-wheeled vehicles are visible throughout the hangar, towing spaceships or shipping containers to and fro. Many of these large cargo containers are stacked and stored on the left of the runway, And above the storage containers, robotic arms are seen through the thick windows, working away, giving off the occasional bright spark. On the right of the runway, there are a number of ships of various sizes. The ships are parked on motorized platforms, and small ships are stacked two or sometimes three ships high. Behind the platforms and beams housing the parked ships, further to the right, there is a service area where one ship can be seen with its engine internals exposed for maintenance. In the near side of the hangar bay are a series of doorways. Each door has different colors and markings on it. Two of those doorways open, and Rico and Terra step out. They are greeted by flashing yellow warning lights that reflect off their helmet visors. The floor between their doorways and the runway has already opened up, and two ships are completing their motorized ascent into the spacious hangar. The ships are nearly identical and already face the exit. The two ships are mostly dark blue in color, with significant scrapes and scuffs on the worn paint. The wings of the ships increase dramatically in thickness from tip to center fuselage, meeting the roofline and topped with a centralized rear stabilizer. Mounted on the back of each ship is a pair of disproportionately large engines. So much so that without the landing gear, the engines would be the first component to touch the floor. The front of the ship is a much narrower wedge shape with a sleek, transparent cockpit canopy. On either side of the canopy, mounted to the wings, are disproportionately large cannons looking out of place both in length and diameter. The culmination of all the oversized hardware gives the ships almost a blocky aesthetic, despite the otherwise streamlined features. Rico and Terra each approach the back of their own ship. They walk to the doorway, located in between the pair of engines in the back, and place their paws on the door scanner. The doors open, and they enter. They walk to their respective cockpits and settle into the chairs, which appear tailor-fitted to each of their armored spacesuits. They both flip a few switches, then grab the throttle with one paw and the flight stick with the other. The engine startup sequences boom to life, and give off a mild glow around their edges as they settle into a low hum. The launch bay doors begin to open, and the orange warning lights throughout the runway are now white and illuminating in sequence, pointing the way out. The engine thrust begins to brighten, changing from a soft purr to a mild grumble as the two ships initiate a forward movement. Scene, Space Station Exterior The two ships fly out of the bottom of the station in a slow and stable flight path toward the camera. As they do so, a different, and much larger, kind of ship appears from the top of the station. The Goliath of a ship also begins to move toward the camera, but it is a good bit further behind Rico and Terra. As it comes closer, it is easier to distinguish its size, nearly ten times the size of the two lead ships. The monster ship is dark, wider than it is long, and has many gun turrets mounted on each level of its staircased symmetrical exterior. There is also a large satellite dish type object on the front center of the ship. Two cockpit canopies reside on the top and are oriented perpendicular to the front face. The edges along the ship's perimeter are scalloped inward and segregated by hatches evenly spaced along their sheltered curves. Camera Rico's Cockpit Rico is flipping some switches and dials on his dash, and then begins to speak his voice seems ever so slightly more mechanical and robotic than usual due to the helmet's radio transmitter rico says set course for outer perimeter beacon 782 roger that is heard over the radio all around from terra jous and Romer. jous elaborates wait We aren't picking up any targets. Rico responds, Oh, they're out there someplace. Romer speaks up with urgency. Rico, that isn't what Joust meant. The targeting systems won't come online. We don't have any way to identify targets. There's a short pause from Rico, and then he responds, Ah, crap. No, you don't. Jouse says in a sarcastic and confused voice, What do you mean, no, we don't? Rico answers, It's those upgrades we just did. The new software transfers all targeting acquisition to KIT's long-range sensor array, because it's so ridiculously accurate. It's all part of a new codebase called the pack attack protocol. Romer interjects. Well, whose brilliant idea was that? Jaws also responds. So we just left the station in a giant gunship, with absolutely no way to acquire a target. Are we just gonna sit here with our fingers up our? Rico interrupts. Grr, just hang back for now. Look, the upgrades weren't even supposed to be demoed until next month. The new pack attack protocol should increase our hit rate percentage from 67% to 100%. I realize none of that matters right now since Kid is back at the station, so... Just stay here. Point the signal jammer out towards 782 so they can't talk to each other or report back to their headquarters. You still have basic short-range sensors, just set it wide and make damn sure you don't get flanked like last time. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting a reading on the enemy now. Let's hope we aren't completely screwed. Thanks so much for listening to Episode 3, Storefront Update, merchandise with terra on it can now be purchased at abgc on teespring thanks so much see you next time